We have finally made it to Jerusalem. For the past almost 40 days of Lent, we have been journeying with Jesus as he draws closer and closer to the city and ultimately to his death on the cross. Our theme, our series for this time has been Listen to Him. And so we have been listening to the words of Jesus as he's taught, as he's said things, as he's responded to questions from various people. They say that the most important words of a person are the ones when they're dying. And so uh, we have been listening to the words of Jesus. He is a dead man walking as he gets closer to the cross. So we come to, to Luke 19. Jesus and his disciples are almost at the city gates and they are about to go in, but they are not the only ones there in Jerusalem. The Passover feast is uh, almost ready to happen. Jews from all over have traveled to the city as a pilgrimage of sort to be in this holy city for this holy festival. This festival that represents God freeing the Israelites from slavery and captivity in Egypt and bringing them to the promised land. This is one of, if not the holiest of holy festivals. So Jesus sends two disciples ahead of, of him into a village just outside of Jerusalem. He sends them to get a colt, a donkey, uh, one that has not been ridden before. The disciples, they do this. They bring the, the colt back to Jesus. The disciples put their cloaks on this donkey, and then they help Jesus up on it. Then Jesus and the disciples, they begin riding and traveling into Jerusalem. And as they enter the city, people begin to spread their cloaks, their clothes on the ground. Other gospels tell us that they, they tore branches off the tree and they, laced, they placed them on the ground. Hence Palm Sunday. And so Jesus is going through the crowds and the scripture says, The whole crowd of disciples began to joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. They begin to shout, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Spontaneous worship started. It just happened. It's like the crowd suddenly uh, remembered everything that Jesus had done, everything that Jesus had said, all the teachings, all the miracles. They're feeling the energy of this Passover festival and they can't help themselves. Here is King Jesus, the Messiah, the promised one. They've got to praise him. They have to worship him. They have to cry out to him. They can't help themselves. But there's always a but. Someone has to reign on their parade. The next verse says some of the Pharisees, these were the Jewish leaders of the day, some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. Now why would they ask Jesus to do that? Why would they keep these people from worshiping and praising and crying out to God? Well, you see, everything that's happened in this story so far, the cult, the unridden cult, the people spreading cloaks on the ground, the praises of the people which they're reciting Psalm 118, Except they've added the word king. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. All of this is either a fulfillment of Old Testament prophecy about the Messiah. Or it's alluding to Jesus being the king. 
The cloaks on the ground and the palm branches on the ground is the equivalent of rolling out the red carpet for royalty. And all of this was extremely offensive to the Jewish leaders, the Pharisees. They did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. In fact, they thought he was from the devil. Everything about Jesus was the opposite of what they believed the Messiah to be like. In fact, everything that Jesus did, everything that he said, uh, seemed to undermine everything that the Pharisees did or said. The Jewish leaders wanted Jesus dead, and eventually they would get their way. But for now, they wanted Jesus to keep his disciples, to keep the crowd quiet. The Jewish leaders wanted Jesus to rebuke them for worshiping and praising and crying out to God in the flesh, Jesus. But listen to what Jesus says to the Pharisees. He says, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. Wow! Jesus says, even if I were able to keep them quiet, even if they were to listen to my instructions to keep quiet, this is a moment like none other. This is the moment that the Messiah has come into Jerusalem. If they were to be quiet, the stones would come alive and they would begin to worship. Here's my challenge to you this morning. Don't let the stones cry out. Don't let the stones cry out. Let's never get to a point where our praises and our worship and our cries to God cease and the stones have to come alive in order to bring praises to God. Let's not let this moment, this crisis, this virus cause our worship and our praise and our cries to God to cease. Let's not get discouraged. Let's not lose hope. We have the blessing of hindsight. We know that Jesus is the Messiah, the promised one. We know that he's come. We know that we have a hope beyond this moment, beyond this crisis, beyond this world. In fact, I would suggest that we as the body of Christ, Christ followers, we have the responsibility now more than ever, during this time and during this moment, to let our praises and our worship adore our Heavenly Father, to let them ring. There is a whole world out there, perhaps some of you right now who are watching, that you don't know the hope of Jesus. You, you don't know that He is the Messiah, the Savior, the one who has come to rescue us from our sins, the one who has come to restore our relationship with God the Father. And so we need, as the body of Christ, we need to keep worshiping. We need to keep praising Him even more so now than ever before so that we can be a witness to the world of the hope that we have in Christ. But I get it. I get it. It's tough. This morning you are stuck at home. You are sheltering in place. Many of you have been stuck at home for much longer. It gets boring, it gets old, it gets tiring. I hope you love your family. I hope you love your children. I hope you love your spouse. Because right now we're stuck with them. You know, I get it. You know, I can't come up with another game for my children to play. I know what you're thinking. Like, I can't reorganize my closet anymore. I don't have any more weeds to pull up in my yard. 
And that boredom and the fact that we are stuck at home for who knows how long can be depressing. I get it. Trust me. I get it. But we cannot let the rocks cry out. We can't let them take our place. We have to continue to seek and to worship and to praise and cry out. No matter how long this takes, no matter how long we are physically distant, no matter how long it takes before we are all gathered together again in this place of worship, we can't let the rocks cry out. That's our job. That is our place. And it's not just our responsibility. It's supposed to be our joy. And no outward circumstance, no virus, no crisis can rob us of the joy that we have in the Lord. I loved how, seeing how many of you have uh, joined in the Faith Not Fear campaign and you've placed crosses in your front yard and they, they light up at night. I, I, that's a great way to worship and to praise God during this season, to let others know of the hope that we have in Christ. Continue with your devotions. Continue with your prayer times. Again, we're meeting on Wednesday nights on Facebook as we study the book of Galatians. And I know it's weird, and, but you know what? It's our new normal right now. It's our new normal, so I hope that you're going to join me on Wednesday nights. Listen, this morning I put my sermon toward the front of our worship service. I did that on purpose because I want you to spend the rest of this time together just worshiping. Praising God. And, and I, I want you, you to see others worshiping and praising God. And I know some of it is musical and songs and singing and playing. But listen, we can worship God in a whole myriad of different ways. Listen, after you've watched the service and you've gotten some lunch, go outside, take a walk. Look at God's creation and just thank Him and praise Him for all that He has created. This time is a perfect time for you to uh, write a journal. A journal can be a, a helpful way for you to process what you're thinking and feeling during this time. And it's a great place for you to write down praises to God. Let's not let the rocks cry out. That's our job. Let's continue to worship and to praise our God, the Messiah, our Savior, Jesus the Christ, our King. I pray that you have a special and a holy, holy week this week. Remember, don't let the rocks cry out. Amen.